You're like so gay. I'm going to start off this episode with this sound effect. Cracking open a cold one. Cracking open a cold one with the boys. Yeah, you know what this podcast is. A strawberry weight claw, bitches. (laughs) And a Sauvignon Blanc. The most masculine drinks. Mm Mm-hmm. We only do mask for mask on this pod. What would you Sorry think the least masculine drink would be? Like a dirty Shirley or like a, maybe like a, a super crazy, crazy type of Cosmo. I feel like a Cosmo is like maybe a like, very feminine drink that I love, but. Yeah. Maybe like an apple martini. Mm. I don't know why. An apple martini sounds amazing. Well, it's funny because like all those drinks that you always say are like, or that society has deemed as like super quote unquote fruity like are like fruity but also like pack way more of a punch and have way more alcohol than like beer does always you mean a martini has more alcohol than (laughs) than a fucking bloaty beer and even like something on the rocks tends to have less alcohol in it than like a martini or something shaken and strained hi everyone welcome to queering the air (laughs) Hey, all you sexual deviants, don't think we forgot about you. Wait, you're here? Oh my god. I didn't know the camera was on. I didn't know we were recording. Oh my gosh. I didn't even get a chance to put my makeup on. Look over there. It's people. I think I want to get a mullet. I'm honestly surprised you haven't had one yet. I was honestly saying, I honestly said it just to just see Just to face. see my reaction. I didn't say that, but um, I... I am honestly surprised you didn't have a mullet for one of your summers in the Poconos. I did. I had it for like <coughs> two or three weeks. Okay. Oh. So maybe that's why I like wasn't that surprised when you were like, maybe I should get a mullet. Um, we'll have an Instagram poll going on if you think Matt should get, bring it back. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the picture real quick. But Hi, everyone. Anyway. What's up? My name is Aaron. I'm 25. I live in LA. <coughs> okay. It's fucked. And Sorry, I'm like gay as fuck, single as fuck, stupid as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hey guys, my name is Matt. I'm 26. I actually took a survey the other day for one of my friends' like classes, and the age range. Um, there were the options were 20 to 25, 26 to 35. Um. And that was one of the rudest things that has happened to me recently. Um, I'm also gay as fuck. And I live in New York. (laughs) And I've been thinking about that for a long time. And this is Queering the Air. And we talk about lots of, lots of things. Like fruity alcohol drinks. I I complain about getting older, even though I'm objectively not old. (laughs) But time is a social construct. It totally is. Yeah. Especially because I like, yeah. well, actually this might be COVID related, but I was going to say like, especially because I like only wear sweatpants all day, every day. Um, the other and thing. I can't distinguish what I did on which day. No. Even though my days have like, I have clear delineated things I do on specific days because I'm in school. So, you know, I only have certain classes on certain days. Not a clue. Mm. Still not a clue. I had to buy one of those pill dispensers where you put, you load it in and it has a day of the week because I have gotten to a point where I can't remember if I like took my prep or if I took it like yesterday and I like, it's bad. I'm getting really fucking foggy and I don't know if it's COVID. I think it's kind of stress and being overworked, Mm -hmm. which I'm doing to myself, but we'll get into that shortly. Yeah. I just set a reminder in my phone to go off at 8 30 every morning and i just mm. i don't like having notifications on my screen or the red bubbles i i don't have 10,642 emails aaron is sh- showing me something that i am showing me... no I don't guess how many texts i have on my phone right now that are unread matthew no i can't and the, and and everybody listening you should guess too and if you guess wrong drink <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 um oh my god i Am I either going to be, like, way over or way under? 
Mm-hmm. 251. <laughs> oh, no. 396. <laughs> and 44,000 emails. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Anyway, oh, no. let's move along. I my di- my yeah, so my day is ruined. That wouldn't that wouldn't work for me. A notification wouldn't work for me. Although I do have an alarm set every single Friday as a reminder to post on the Human Rights Campaign Instagram for the LA channel. Oh my god. Go, oh my god. Go away phone. Come on. Because <laughs> Because I post on, I post for them on Fridays. So that does work, but it's so fucking annoying, actually, especially now that I have an Apple Watch. This is such a first world problem, but it gives me so much anxiety <laughs> when my phone is buzzing in my pocket and my watch is buzzing. And it, it's like, I know that I have to do like four different things at the same time. It's just like, it fucks with my brain. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the 44,000 emails thing. Yeah. Well, I realize I have realized that like 97% of all of the anxiety that happens in my brain is directly linked to my phone. Like if I didn't have a phone, I would not be an anxious person at all. I, I could I, not agree more. I think it goes for everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. I went for a walk today without my phone and mm. I just like listened to the sounds of nature. That was glorious. But like I kept. What's nature? call someone to help you um i kept like reaching for call mother pocket. nature herself yeah call tefiti <laughs> oh my god i love moana um i like kept reaching for my phone and being like oh yeah i don't have it or being like oh crap i should check my phone like i'm nervous like what if someone's trying to contact me and i'm like oh my fucking god relax it's a, mm-hmm. i honest and i think covid really has made it so much worse because i'm constantly on it i don't like interact with people face to face and like forget about my phone for a couple hours although that does happen every once in a while can you hear the helicopters i'm sorry (laughs) they are so i hate hollywood um we'll get into that (laughs) although i will say when i'm doing work sometimes i like force myself off my phone but i'm still anxious about it um i watched a youtube video by this kid named nate who is like he made a bunch of videos about like how to be more productive and he bought a cookie jar that you can literally lock for a certain amount of time and he puts his phone in it and he'll set it for like two hours and you physically cannot like you have to like break the thing to get it open and i was literally gonna buy one and then it was like 60 dollars, and i was like "Mm, maybe i'll just put it in a drawer (laughs) like like, that's a lot of money for a cookie jar yeah (laughs) Maybe I'll just put it on airplane mode for an hour and like actually test myself will or whatever. I have been working in my dining room and I will leave my phone in my bedroom. Um, and my computer is too slow. My sh- it's my computer's fucking five years old and it like can't do anything on it. I hate Apple. Um, so I can't yeah. even like, I can't even use like texts or FaceTime or anything on my computer. So... So uh, a big shout out to everybody who supports us and yeah. pledges money every week. We are so grateful for you. Um, we got it's money. every month, but but it also oh, breaks down to a weekly amount. <laughs> I said I week fully knowing it was month. So yeah. Help. But if you divide it by four, then you get a weekly amount. Oh my God. So like in theory, you guys are donating so, every week, every day, every hour, every minute. That every means second. if you pay $10 a month, each episode costs you two fifty. That's cheaper than like an episode <laughs> of television that you rent from iTunes. Um, maybe don't go into sales quite yet. Rent from <laughs> iTunes is a little outdated, girl. <laughs> you see, you can still rent movies from iTunes. I have not heard of a single person renting from iTunes since 2009. I rented a movie on Amazon recently. That is Actually, very different. I... Amazon has since taken over the world. 
It's like pretty much the same thing though. If you have a Roku TV, it shows you all of the options and it gives you which one is cheapest. So maybe for that option, iTunes is cheapest. Anyway. All right, you dug, yourself, you out buy, you dug yourself out of that one real well. I'll give you that. If you want to buy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's $8 on Amazon because I bought it. And my roommate was like, why did you buy it? And I was like, well, it was either five to rent it or eight to buy it. Like, what if we ever want to watch it again? Are you going so. to want to watch it again? Yeah, I can barely remember what happened in it. <laughs> and why is that, Aaron? Because the last year has been a <laughs> fucking mind warp and I hate it. Okay, well, anyway, let's think. Can you name the best movie <laughs> let's, you watched? Let's <laughs> period. Let's, let's think. think. <laughs> let's let's think and let's thank our monthly supporters. Thank you to Michael <laughs> and to Brad and to Mara and to Emily. <laughs> oh my god! And if you too want to pledge a monthly amount, it enables this fuckery that you get to listen to every fucking whenever you want to. Um, you can do so on the Anchor platform, or you can Venmo us directly. <laughs> just kidding, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you can just send a payment directly to the trustees of <laughs> and talk and say uh, for Matthew Rohr's lodged school tuition. Or you could send it to my landlord. Um, my rent is due again because it's April now, and it's. <laughs> Thank you. I really hope you bleep that. Could you imagine if I uploaded my address in your school to a podcast episode? <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing is like people are like, oh, like when you make your checks out, don't you make it out to like a leasing company? I'm like, no, it's the 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 street address and then partners LP. Like it's not a real thing. It's definitely some sketch. No, I mean, I, that's I think real enough. They probably just literally don't own anything else or... Oh. I don't know in ins and outs. See, Matt knows more about this world than I do. Well, I was about to say I'm not part of LLC Twitter, so I'm not sure, but maybe it's like if you have if they own multiple buildings, if you have each of them under a different LP, it like taxes mm-hmm. less. Honestly, I don't know even I don't even know why I'm fucking going into this and who gives a shit cuz landlords are scum. Um and that's not a yes, real they job. Are. Sorry, I was no, thinking. No, it is not. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking like very much about a lot of this earlier today, <laughs> and my sister and her husband own property in our landlords, and I, they talk about it often, and it, I, am instructed by my parents to keep quiet when they start doing that. Mm, Thanksgiving must be really fun for you. Does she even go to Thanksgiving? She does. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Of course she does. Oh my god! Well, when she we skipped your have... graduation. Mm, yeah, but that's because <laughs> there was no possibility for it. Because there was a CrossFit competition. <laughs> well, bleep this! But it's because she doesn't was... listen to the podcast. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, do you have a song of the week? Um, you know what? I've been thinking. I've I have been thinking. Let's celebrate that, first of all. In this economy? In this economy. Um, I think I'm going to start doing an emo song of the week and a normal <laughs> song of the week. I like that because then I can also do two. But mine will <laughs> neither be emo. <laughs> okay. But I've been giving two every week anyway, so this is just great. I just <laughs> love music. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, my emo song of the week is f- by bring me this band called bring me the horizon they're from england and this song they came, are they are they're from i didn't know that leeds maybe culture culture i i'm international girl um <laughs> their song called kingslayer featuring baby metal which is the sickest metal band all girl metal band from japan amazing cool they're so dope um so yeah king slayer by bring me the horizon um and then my call me by montero call me by your name obviously we shouted that out too congratulations it's my song of the week <laughs> okay <laughs> no no, 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 no. I don't know what that was. 
Okay. Anyway, um, God, I'm trying to think of like a song that's come out recently that I listened to, but I like don't think I can emphasize enough how bad I am at listening to recent songs. So say an old one. Say one. Say one of your go-to bops. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Maggie Rogers. Love you for a long time. Love that great song. song. It's a bop. That whole album is just honestly incredible. Yeah, her her album is amazing. I think that was that actually whole radio released... station. Oh, it's my favorite. Um, yeah. I think that song was actually released after the album technically, but I think like recently after. But like, yeah, it, I think of oh, it really? as being on the same album anyway. So I feel like whenever I like play her music, I just go to her artist profile and press shuffle. So I just kind of assume that all of it is like from That's the fair. same album. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, man. Anyway, um, I love Nick Jonas's new album and specifically the song This Is Heaven by Nick Jonas. So good. Where did he come from? Oh, yeah, the Jonas Brothers. Brothers. Um, (laughs) And then also for, oh. Are you going to play this song? You're going to get us taken down for copyright? We can, actually. We're allowed. What? So this is an interesting thing that I'm kind of still shocked about and don't really understand how it works. But if you make a podcast with Anchor, for everyone listening, we use Anchor, you can use any song that's available on the Spotify library in your podcasts because it's a Spotify platform or something. I don't really know how they worked it all out. Um, And I think you have to add it in in the editing software so that it's like... And then there are like weird rules about like if you're gonna put ads in it, you have to have a certain amount of time between like the music and the ads. But yeah, it's really interesting. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but this is having meeting Jonas, and then also um, let's see. Um, oh, I've been listening to my playlist called All Time, which is like my all-time favorite songs a lot because it just like the songs in there make me happy and I can listen to them 10,000 times and I don't get sick of it and I love to scream them in the car. And there's this song called IDK plus IDC and it's I Don't Know and I Don't Care by Tara Jr. And it's so fucking for anyone, good. For anyone who's never been on the internet, that's what those acronyms mean. <laughs> well, IDK plus IDC, it's like I don't, I don't know and I don't care, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. That's probably my favorite song, but I love them. And fun fact, there was a scandal that broke about them. Not a scandal, a controversy where Wait, everyone was like, again? this is Terror Jr. Terror Space Jr. Okay, never but there was a song that came out by them and it blew up because the entire internet was like, this is Kylie Jenner. And it wasn't her. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's very happen, like edited. Didn't that happen with a tequila that ended up being Kylie Jenner's? No. Kendall Jenner released a tequila and the entire internet was like, this is cultural appropriation. And the rest of the world was like, what about every other white person who's ever made a tequila brand? Maybe not everyone else said that, but I said that I was like, why can George Clooney do it? But Kendall Jenner can't like, I was like, I don't really understand why there's a divide there. Like no one was mad because Casamigos is great. I would fucking start a tequila brand to say great. Excuse me. Am I drunk? (laughs) (laughs) I I would start a tequila brand if I could. Wait, Casamigos is George Clooney? Yeah. Wow. Whispering know. Angel is Angelina Jolie. Wait, is is that the rosé? Whispering Angel is a rosé. Yeah, sorry. I should have differentiated. Mm. Um, this is something also, this is random, but I've been thinking about it a lot. I think it was my friend Eddie who said this to me. Or so, somebody was like reading me for being a Capricorn. <laughs> I forget who it was. They were they were like roasting the signs. And I was like, oh my God, do me, do me, roast me. I'm a Capricorn. And they were like, you think every single person can read your mind whenever you say anything. And recently I've realized that I'm really bad at explaining things and I expect people to understand what I'm saying. And I was like, you're so right. I'm so bad at like truly giving a good explanation and like painting the full picture of things. And I just expect people to know things that I know that they don't know. So I've been trying to be more patient with that and also be more, uh, I guess, explanatory. Interesting. Expletive? Expletive? Explanatory. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Like I'm not Brain went back into hibernation. (laughs) You know, it's exploratory. interesting that you say that. I, I'm having a hard time seeing it. Maybe that's why we get along so well because I 
am not affected by that as much, but I mm. see that in Drunk You. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I think, well, actually, let me back up. It's either that or you just have zero tolerance or patience for Drunk Me. Because I think... What? In, in the way care. of, like... I, but I, think when <laughs> I we're love both, Drunk You. <laughs> no, but, like, when we're both drunk, I think you're, like... I don't want to make... I'm not trying to say you, like, are mean or rude to me. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you're, like, snippier with me. You're, like, get it together, dumb shit, or whatever. I don't take the shit as much. <laughs> Maybe. I guess that's what it is. Interesting. Do you get what I'm saying? Catch them drift? I do. But I've been realizing it because it's, like, also, I guess I've been falling into a lot of conflict recently in my personal life. Um... And I'm trying to like explain situations to people. I guess also it's because it's like I'm calling my dad about it and then I'm talking to you about it and then I'm talking to like my roommate about it. And I can't necessarily remember like who I told what because it's like everything is such a long story and a long saga now. So I'm like, oh, I thought I told you that. And I don't know. COVID has really effed up my brain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's but Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I fully just had a thought that has escaped me that was perfectly on this. I can't remember what it was. Is it that you're a Libra? Yeah. I'm a freaking Libra. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking Libra. I'm a uh, freaking bat. It's Halloween. I freaking love Halloween. They smell like beef. Is that the same girl? It's freaking bats. No. I think so. She was no, I think it is. Oh. She was an icon. She had like twelve videos that were like iconic. Ooh. Did you see and that? I don't know what, like when the world needed her most, she disappeared. <laughs> like, did you see that like Gen Zers on I guess probably on TikTok too, but on like Twitter and stuff have been like coming for Vine and being like, It's not funny. Like all you millennials who were on it, like you have no sense of humor that was not funny. No, and I, I haven't like, seen that. And I'm glad I didn't see that. It's like I was kind of upset about it. I was like, well, objectively, there were dumb vines that were never funny. But there are a million vines that were fucking hilarious. Well, I think the problem, and I fell into this problem in the beginning, mm-hmm. is people will always compare Vine to TikTok because it's like short form, stupid video that's very mm-hmm. quotable. So, like, the Gen Zers are like, TikTok is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the world. And it's like, mm, debatable. Um, it's great. I actually, I have grown to fully love TikTok. I think mm-hmm. it's the most creative social media platform. I also love that it's one of the only platforms that you can actually very easily grow on. Um, hmm. But I think Vine was just, like, a an underdeveloped version of that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, it's, like, it's kind of, like, the feeling of, like, respect your elders, Sure, it's not your sense of humor, but it's like you don't really have a place to be shitting on something that you weren't there for. I agree. I think you can probably compare it to like. It's like if our generation was like, the Beatles are fucking terrible. Have you ever heard of Ariana Grande? It's like. "Mm." They're like incomparable. And for when they came out and compared to everything else, like it was revolutionary and iconic. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's okay to like not like it, but you have to. Res- well, I mean, you don't have to respect Vine, but you're a dick if you don't. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, they're not it's looking like at it objectively. Yeah. Also, it's like maybe the humor's just above your head. Mm, yeah, I also think free Shivaka do. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's very like we are getting into the interesting point, and like millennials are where we're like we're no longer the teenagers and the like young people who are whose culture is being like attacked by mainstream media and whatnot. Like now everybody's focuses on the Gen Zers. And so that like, we're seeing them do things differently and just like not do things the way we did. We're like, Oh my God, that's so stupid. I've and it's never like, thought about that. Yeah. And it's like, well, remember that literally every generation and all teenagers fucking have their own style and things are like, never stay the same. It's like, <laughs> I, I saw a TikTok last night that I actually was like, like crying laughing at and it was a gen z and a millennial person fighting i mean it was the same it was like two two white blonde girlfriends being like one was gen z and one was millennial and one was like 
your metal part is stupid. Your side part is stupid. Like, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, they were fighting about like which one was better. And then it cut to like 2030. And there was the, another girl that came in with like a different, like weird fucking hairdo. And, and it was, it said like generation, generation alpha. And it's like the generation below Gen Z. Is that what's I don't know next? if that's actually, I don't know if that's actually what they're called. But they came in, like the that person came in and was like started shitting on both of them and then goes, "We are the iPad babies," and I was like, "Because <laughs> it's true, every kid nowadays has an iPad. That's really? what shuts them up." Yes. Yeah, that's you true. haven't seen that. No, of course. I every have. single parent, whenever you're in public, every parent is like, "Oh, my kid is crying. Just give them the iPad." Meanwhile, <laughs> like, I had a there was a, a party of eight in the restaurant the other day, and they had two girls that were, like little girls that were just scream crying, and I was just like, "Please give them, give them a phone, give them phone. the iPad." <laughs> them the iPad. <laughs> yeah, it's and they all were, they want. And, and these little girls were wearing. Balenciaga sneakers and I was like I no know <laughs> I oh no, no no this is like Italian mob people so yeah, yeah I guess we'll sure oh. but but they were like yeah um maybe cut that out oh. I don't think they so will. I don't think you actually need to because I have no proof <laughs> that they were the Italian mob the Italian mobs first of all I don't think the Italian mobs listening to this podcast <laughs> Um, you know what? Uh, hey, actually, Italian mob, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you guys have noticed yet, but we are at the beginning of a new month, which means Aaron and I are. Aaron is our guest, and I'm the guest, and we're the guests this week. And you're our guest. Be Aaron our guest. Just put sunglasses Be our guest. On in a dark room, so I think he's drunk. No, I'm fine. He did that in the last episode when he was looking him over too, and he looked super hungover. <laughs> Let leave me alone, mom. Um, but also since it's the first of the month, it's time to read an Apple review. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you have some free time, ever, go leave us a review on Apple because some homophobes are leaving some one star reviews, and that's really fucked up. And I'm um, pissed about what, it. What actually is so annoying is it's like you don't have to take the time to like write a review. You just press the stars. Like you just, it takes literally like 2.6 seconds. So it's like, there's not even the accountability of being like, I guarantee it was just someone who's like a hater who hates us and was like, one star. Oh my God. Wait, speaking of reviews, I need to read you this thing that, um, this review that I saw of something recently. I don't know. Anyway, my boyfriend, oh, wow. Okay. I guess I'm just going to give the details. My boyfriend works for a medical device company. And this was a fucking review that somebody left. Um, they make like special pillows and stuff. <laughs> she goes, is it my pillow? It's not my pillow. <laughs> Definitely not my pillow. Um, Matt, what's happening with my pillow? Just a brief 10 second summary. They're being sued for a billion dollars. They're being sued for a billion dollars. And I'm pretty sure the owner is like a racist. Yes. Okay. I actually have no idea. Um, anyway. This I don't is... actually know either, but it's in the monologue for Kimmel every single night. So I'm just playing. <laughs> <and I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I don't actually really understand what's happening. Oh, okay. Um, I'm this... so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're going to address that after I read this review. Not your stupidity, <laughs> our stupidity. Um, this woman goes... I know that there is slime in this comfort device. I am very tempted to cut it open and play with the slime that is most definitely inside this pillow device. This item is causing more stress than comfort because I want to cut it open. However, I am not willing to purchase another one. People have absolute worms <laughs> for brains. Like I see th like, things like that happen and I am like worms for brains. Someone took the time to write that. She wrote three that were all the same. I mean, did she these... end up cutting? Did she end up cutting the pillow open? No, we she need didn't to find say. this I mean, woman. Look, I will keep you guys posted if she cuts the cuts the pillow open. Um, you need to cut it. Yeah, but she left three different reviews, all of different stars. They were all different ratings, and but they all said essentially. I felt like I want to enjoy this. I thought I would enjoy this. I want to cut it open. There's slime in it, so I can't enjoy it. And we're like, ma'am. Okay. We're going to call 1-800-HELP for you. I wish her well. 
I, I anyway, do. I, I do. time for a better review for uh, uh, for your day. Um, <laughs> this was a recent one from early March by Emmy Lulls, and it actually made my day a little bit when I read it. Wait, am I um, the lot the the review headline is the best podcast that I listened to with five star <gasps> emojis. And Emmy said, I found this podcast after the Gals on the Go episode last year, and it has educated me a lot as a new individual identifying as a queer person and also helped me to feel more comfortable in my own skin. No matter how you identify, this podcast is a great listen for anyone learning, anyone wanting to learn more about the LGBTQ plus community. Thank you for doing what you do. I literally was like so emotional and I was like, oh my God, our dumb shit does help. Oh I mean, God. this this is a dumb shit episode. The interviews that yeah. we do, actually, I... That's why, that is why we haven't missed an episode in almost a year. Meanwhile, what the fuck is my YouTube channel? Who knows? But like, this is rewarding. Yes. I, um, wow. That yeah. means the world. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, the, those yeah. types of messages are like, okay. Yeah. Got to get an episode up. Like. This is it. This is it. Because it's like, I remember finding those things that like helped me when I was younger, like those videos and stuff. And oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. it, it, it's, it's also a good reminder to me because I know like I can get so like absorbed and like worked up and like stressed out by like all the other things that I've got going on in my life and like start to be like, I, I can't handle a podcast right now. Like it's just not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. and then things like that are like fuck. like like every time i sit down to record an episode i have a, an amazing time you know when we talk about it and are like planning exciting things like i get super excited and it's a lot of fun we get reviews like that and i know that it's awesome you know um i think good i think right now is like specifically tough just because it's like starting to wind down the end of the semester i'm starting to think about finals um so like i'm like extra stressed which is like normal um oh my god wait did you see that oh, i just raised one eyebrow have you not been able to do that no oh my god oh my father can do it better than anyone you've ever seen in your entire life like he can put his eyebrow like three inches above the other one and i have not ever been able to this is a miracle sorry to please raise from, like, it one more time I mean, I guess I have to close my eye, but... <laughs> yeah, your eyes literally like... <laughs> um, sorry to detract from the, like, lovely, sentimental, emotional, this podcast is wonderful moment, but... Um, yeah, did you fucking take a picture of me doing that? I'm so dumb. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be the album artwork. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Oh... <laughs> It's fine. Look at me. <laughs> oh I'll make it you, and then it'll do. I'll do. I'll do that picture of you, and the picture of me <laughs> with the sunglasses on from Sunday that said, "No, I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. hungover." <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait for you guys to see this. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. So if you clicked on this and said, "What the fuck is this?" this artwork for this episode that's what it is also if you're if you're listening on apple Podcasts, i don't think the i don't think the artwork shows up in for the individual episodes but if you watch on if you listen on spotify then you see it so um anyway anyway, we were gonna talk about our stupidity we were gonna talk about imposter syndrome aaron I was literally oh. going to segue into that. <laughs> Sorry, my stupidity button. <laughs> you ruined it. Um, I guess I have no faith in your in your segues. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting better. I mean, they could only get better. So <laughs> <laughs> that is not false. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to do it anymore. You know what? We're gonna talk about impossible. One more time. One more time. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Well, speaking of stupidity, I don't actually think we're that stupid. I think we, I don't think we're stupid at all. <laughs> I think well, we s- we joke about it, but like there are definitely times where I'm like, I'm stupid. Like I don't hmm. like what am I doing? Like how did I get here? Um and I think it just goes to show that even people who are at the bottom of the 
bottom of the barrel in their respective professions also have imposter syndrome. I mean, crazy. <laughs> Even in that analogy I did too, but yeah, I was going to say that, that, that segue was a little messy. I was a little confused well, about it. All right. So we'll just cut that out, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's staying. She's here to stay. Um, anyway, we want to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome today just cause it's something we feel. Cause it's something that we feel. all feel and we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. And I don't leave my fucking bed. Well, okay. I do go to the dining room, but I literally am at home and I'm like, I don't belong here while I'm staring at a computer. Meaning in law school Meaning or in, law in your school. dining Sorry, room? Sorry, that didn't really work well either. Christ almighty. I mean, you've had a really long day. Yeah. You've had a really long um, month, year, semester. You decide. Two years. You pick. (laughs) Well, I think I would normally be fine, but I was dog sitting for my boyfriend the last two days, and I have to get up at like 6.30 in the morning to let the dog out. Um I'm nice. I'm just not a morning person. I never have been. Who let the dogs out? Matt did. Did you know that that song is about ugly women? Women. How fucked is that? I hate it. I hate that. That's so 1997 though, or whenever the fuck that came out. 2000. I mean, then you think about like fucking Jersey Shore was what? 2009, 2010, 11. And they were like running around MTV calling people grenades and rhinoceroses. Like, it was recorded in 1999. Wow, you were close. I had a feeling it was actually 2000, but I still said 1997 for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I remember doing a dance anyway, to that in like women. second grade, though. And I was do. it was actually like early TDC. Like I was on all fours <gasps> and I was like, who, 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 who? Like oh, breaking my back a little TDC. bit. No, because TDC? I was in elementary school. Okay, that's what I thought. I didn't when I tell I- you. <laughs> Like, like elementary school prepped uh-huh. me for TDC. Wow, TDC is making a <laughs> making a name for itself on this podcast two episodes in a row. TDC was a, like a staple of my college career. It it truly was. It was so. It was one of the most carefree fun times ever. Yes. Should we talk about? Yes. Should we talk about TDC instead of imposter syndrome? Let's do like five minutes of each. Okay. Let's do like five minutes of imposter syndrome and like twenty minutes of TDC. <laughs> did you ever feel imposter syndrome in tdc um matt what is tdc uh tdc tufts dance, dance collective was like the crowning achievement of tufts it, like since its foundation it has never produced anything better um <laughs> <laughs> it, truly that's actually true because whenever i explain the concept to anybody in the entire world they're like that is the best thing i have ever heard of in my entire (laughs) fucking life it's incredible it's it was so much fun basically you would fill out these like bogus applications at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. semester that were like fuck mary kill um i'm gonna tap in really quickly tap 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 you were (laughs) i'm gonna go grab the bottle of wine (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And while I do that, you explain. Proud of her. So basically, TDC was like a dance group on on Tufts campus for people who could not dance. Or if you could dance, you could still join. But basically, instead of like dancing to apply, there were written applications that were sent out on Google Forms. And it was like multiple choice answers, short answer. And they were all like the most absurd questions in the entire world that probably would not pass an HR test in any like workplace. Like they were like fucking crazy and explicit. And I mean, some of them are probably more tame, but like the whole point of it was that it was like, be as outrageous as you can with your answers. And then ideally people would like pick them blind based off of who is the funniest and you would get brought into this dance. There were like 13 dances that were each approximately like 24 to 25 people. Throughout the entire semester, you would learn a dance. Mind you, this, these are people who cannot necessarily dance, which and makes it And the even people better. who are making the dances most of the time also cannot dance. Yes. So Let it's very like... Choreograph a dance. Like YMCA, like... On a good day. I yeah. I, it was... It, mm-hmm. She was a mess. Um, and so you spend all semester... Though. The dances you always send, end up being like... 
good. I'm going to put one of our, I, like, were we in a dance together? Yeah, I was in, no, because it's a, I was in one of your dances. I was I in one that you did with Calvin. Oh. I had a bunch too. Yeah. Um, I was on the board. <laughs> yes, you were. You were on the board as a junior, um, weren't you? Oh. Um, you were in my uh, um, The Huns Have Invaded TDC dance. Yes. Because only and I only remember that because I remember the pregame and I remember we took that photo oh. of you fake throwing up and everyone oh thought it was real. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> and so <laughs> did throw up, I think. And then she also like peed off of the balcony. <laughs> Miss you so <laughs> I love you. <laughs> if she's listening, I'll mute, to this, I'll mute her last name. I'll mute her last name. <laughs> <laughs> She'll you know who you are. <laughs> um so you spend the entire semester learning this dance. It's like a weekly thing for like an hour. Like it's like an hour a week for 12 weeks or whatever. Terrible. It's, it's such a stupid fucking dance. And then there's a showing. And there on the day of the showing, there's like a 4.30 or a 5.30 show and like a 9.30 p.m. show. So everybody rolls up, all 300 people who are in this in this student organization on campus. And there's like what? Usually like 12 dances? I think it was like 12 dances and like 24 in yeah, each people. The yeah. the limit was like approximately 300 and we always aimed a little low because we knew that people were going to like sneak their friends in and shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But because of fire protocols and stuff, it was like there was a max. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> um, so you show up at 530 and you do a show sober or if you're an upperclassman, maybe you're not sober. Um and then as soon as your dance is over. It's a long also, night. That's honestly bold to show up. Like maybe have like a drink or two before the first show. It's a long yeah. night. Or some poppers. <laughs> or just do um, them on stage. <laughs> that was the first time I ever did poppers was Emma <laughs> shoved them up my nose in the middle of TDC while I was on stage dancing. Oh my That's like I love God. these. Um, we keep getting I'm ahead like, of ourselves. Whatever, oh I was God. like, what is going on? <laughs> like, you see me. I get so red when I do poppers too. Like, it's like not, it's not cute. It's like, <laughs> is he, is his head going to explode? Anyway, you do one show sober at 530. And then as your dance leaves, you go to a house with your dance and the group of 24 of you, or if you have multiple dances all mingling together. Or you may have... Binge drink. You may have two dances doing a co... We call it the mid-game, because it's you know in yes. the middle of the two dances. Um, yes. You may have two dances that are hosting a mid-game together. Like, for example, when you're I choreographed a dance that ended up having like 10 people that were also in the same other dance. So we just oh had God. one big joint mid-game. Also, I would just like to throw in here really quickly that if anyone from Tufts Admissions or Tufts University is listening to this, this is all hearsay. <laughs> it's all fictional. It's just a story we're making up for the podcast. I assume no responsibility. Um, <laughs> you can't even prove that this... We're talking about something that happened in the past anyway. There's no proof that it's... Oh, God, no, that doesn't work. Um, we actually went to Williams. Um I was not on board promoting this. Anyway, you go to a mid game and you binge drink or you just drink casually. I mean, there was, there were people who did TDC who didn't drink, but yes. the, the culture of it was you get really fucked up and then you go back to the auditorium and then you do stay a, a show at nine thirty PM. I, um, I mean, they this know point. this, right? Like yeah. Tufts admissions knows this. There were people being, like Thames every My year. Freshman Your fall. freshman year, yeah, was the reason that I couldn't do it as a freshman. Yeah, or, I couldn't do it as a freshman. Oh wait, I could do it as a freshman. Yeah, you, it was your class that ruined it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It because was the fall, because I wasn't oh. there when it happened. But it was the oh, because it was always the swim meet. It was always, always MIT Invitational. Meet. So we could never do it in the fall. But my freshman fall, like, like twelve or fifteen people all got sent to the hospital. Every single ambulance in Medford, I'm pretty sure, was used to send people to the hospital. There was something absurd where it was like every ambulance in the area had come to Tufts to pick someone up. And after that, they were like, no more freshmen. They were like, this is not okay. We do not support yeah. this. It, well, they, but, let the, they let us do it the next semester, but not the next year. <laughs> well, I think freshman, freshman spring you can do it. But they recognized that oh, freshman fall, yeah, you don't know how to drink. Because it's your first exposure to like college and partying. Typically, for most people, especially most people at Tufts, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really party before I went to college, so. No. I have such a like specific memory of being such an like a thinking I was so fucking cool. Where like the second or third day of like orientation, um, I think it was Russ was like, "Whoa, you're like." holding your alcohol pretty well because like russ hadn't really partied or whatever before and i was like yeah mm. man i drank for like a month straight before coming to college like i'm fucking <laughs> the shit and i and like I'm i think so about that dumb. all the time just like i want to bury myself matt thought he was really really cool his freshman year oh my god and the beginning of sophomore year no beginning of sophomore and- year i was like i have the coolest fucking friends and we are invincible together well he was a Yes. I mean, that didn't end up, that didn't stop, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But so, look at her now. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so you so... go back for the second <laughs> dance and everyone is in this like giant, giant um, classroom that's like directly underneath the auditorium mm-hmm. where this happens. And it is just the most fun party it is like, so messy. Ever. There's no alcohol there because you can't bring alcohol in. Yeah, you can't bring anything in, which also actually is maybe worse because then I like this was something I, that I like brought up to the e board <laughs> when I was like on uh, in charge of it was I was like in restricting people to only having an hour and a half, you're forcing these kids to say you have an hour and a half drink as much as you can because yeah, you don't want to remember show this. Might not be for another two hours, so you better yeah. still be wasted two hours after you stop drinking. Yeah, which if you didn't know, actually, this is a really important piece of information for anybody who drinks alcohol. Blacking out is not about how much you drink; it's about the amount of time that you drink it in. So. If you have seven that. shots over the course of a night, you'll probably be fine. If you have seven shots over the course of an hour, you're going to be in a little bit more trouble. So that like binge drinking, that is what causes blacking out. Hmm. I learned that in college. Well, you know, I don't think I've ever learned <laughs> yeah. anything about drinking. Um, but That's anyway, not true. <laughs> this party is like, because we obviously have control of, we, we find an ox cord and we just dance a lot of anaconda Uh two on and it's everyone is wearing like crazy colors like very skimpy outfits um cut up t-shirts that's another thing is in the first show you typically have like a full outfit and then in the second show it's like your your shirt has been destroyed like like sliced by a tiger Mm -hmm. (laughs) lots of consensual nudity on stage well or like Mm. almost nudity um, well, no, that was a problem too because <laughs> when I was in charge, again, we were sat down and Tufts e- or Tufts administration was like, no buttholes. They were like, no nipples and no buttholes. So we had to like drill into people's minds. Like you cannot, because people would like drop their pants and bend over. And the audience was always like, are you kidding? Like people would choose to do this. Like it wasn't like they were like being pants against their will, uh-huh. but the people were... People at Tufts were very comfortable being naked. Very. And so they, they would like, they would take their clothes off on stage and like do the dance moves. And they were like, yeah, no buttholes. <laughs> okay, that's something I've never heard, but that's unreal. But also just to paint a picture, this is something that I, I found the other day because I found the screenshot on my computer. The 5.30 p.m. show, you can get tickets for like two days. The 9.30 p.m. show, my senior year, we sold out like 700 tickets in two minutes and crashed the system. Like we literally broke the Tufts tickets system. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we like called them immediately. We were like, people can't get tickets. Like there must be something wrong. And she sent an email back that was like, no, you sold out in two minutes. And I was in charge of fucking marketing that year. Hell fucking yeah. You should honestly put that on. Is that on your resume? I know I've read your resume like 16 times, but like you I actually, put it on there. I don't think I put TDC on my resume, but I did put Lux on my resume. Okay. Because I also, but I was the director of Lux and that's a charity fashion show that builds homes for orphans in China. And I sold that out two years in a row too. So. Okay, that I think is like a more like noble yeah. cause. I guess the marketing of TDC was a little more impressive, yeah. but also... I think that's probably what people care more about, which is like really shallow. But 
Is it shallow? Oh, care more about TDC or about Lux? Okay, let me rephrase. I think that's what <laughs> employers probably care more about is your success in marketing. Do you think so? Because um, I feel like Lux was still like a good selling point of like, look at how good I did and I'm a good person. I mean, yeah. <laughs> TDC was like, I sold out in I two minutes and loved- I didn't let anyone get ambulanced when I was in charge. And there were no buttholes. <laughs> there might have been buttholes. <laughs> cannot, can, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny if there were buttholes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't control yes. what other people do in that regard. What true. am I going to do? Run on stage after it happens and be like, coverage? Well, anyway, I think to reel it all back in to <laughs> the topic of this entire podcast is one of my favorite things about Being TDC gay. was that there was a lot of, like, they would, like, partner moves and partner dance or whatever. And mm. I don't think I ever saw a single dance, no matter who was choreographing it, where every single partner was um like a heterosexual pairing or like mm. a guy and a girl there was literally always at Who least cares? the very <laughs> least you know two mm-hmm. dudes two women non-binary people yeah. with with other non-binary people. like it was and there's probably like a 50 percent chance or higher that they also made out on stage regardless of their sexual orientation yes i kissed a lot of a lot of a lot of straight men kissed me that night mm-hmm. always lots of fun yeah same actually yeah always because tdc is just that like it was that environment of like this is a safe space where no one fucking cares what you do like you can do it no one's gonna like look at you do something stupid and be like so this means you're gay. People were just like, whatever, they're having fun. Who cares? You, you know what I'm thinking right now is that TDC is like the the environment. TDC is the future that liberals want. It's buttholes. <laughs> it creates buttholes and poppers. Where can well, first of all, like consent was huge. I like I remember yes. being talked about consent the whole time, and like anybody just did anything that they wanted to and it truly did teach you how to drink like i know that if if someone from tops is listening to this no because like i mean maybe you weren't harping on this when you were like a in charge of your dance but like tdc but even being in charge of my dance like i was like i don't i was like i don't want any of you i drilled into everybody's mind i was like you do not want to miss this like i was like let let alone me being a choreographer i'll get in trouble if you get like get sent to the hospital like i'll lose i think they told people that if you were in charge of a dance and someone in your dance went went to the hospital you would not walk at graduation like they were like do not let people get to a point yeah like we it was it was like pretty serious where it was like we're trusting you to do this like don't fuck it up um but i was drilling into everyone's brain like you want to get really fucked up and have fun but you don't want to get to a point where it's like you don't remember anything because doing that dance on stage where you don't care and every single person in the audience is living for as stupid as you can get is like Mm -hmm. the best feeling ever yeah it was it was honestly so much fun it was like the most exhilarating welcoming just be whoever the fuck you are environment that like i like can't think of anyone who like didn't have a i mean obviously people who like went to the hospital didn't have a blast but like everyone who like made it through the night which is like a heavy majority of everybody it's just like one of the it's like one of the best memories i have of tufts just because there's like obviously it's super fun to dance on stage and like do wild things but like it's just like you get to wear whatever the fuck you want like get to wear crazy things and like yeah and you bond it's a really it it was a really really awesome opportunity to like as a freshman and as a senior um being able to meet people within different grades and like Mm -hmm. people from different social circles that you would have like otherwise probably never really interacted with because that was another thing that we like stressed when we were, I mean, maybe we didn't stress it, but when we were, when we were on board, we picked who were going to make the dances. And like when Paris came forward to like apply to be choreographers, like we knew if they were just going to let in all of their friends. And we tried to not let like those people do that because it's like the point in my mind was also like bring in some freshmen, show them a good fucking time, like find someone that you wouldn't have otherwise been friends with. Um, Like we were talking about Stort, with Romy in her episode last <laughs> Stuart. week. Stuart. But 
he had one of that's how I met Stuart was he applied to my TDC and he had one of the funniest applications I'd like ever read. I'm and so I was mad like, I that's know how, that I'm going to love this kid. Him. That's how I met mm-hmm. him. And I met him my senior spring for like when we were drunk at TDC and I like yes. never had a chance to get to know him. That was and always like, the worst part when you're like, yeah. why am I meeting you my last semester of college? Mm-hmm. Like that was the worst part about being a senior where you meet really cool people and you're like, bye. I don't know if I'll ever see you again. Truly. But now I follow him on Twitter and it's, awesome a plus yeah app like a plus plus um and i will say i still have group chats that go with people from no you don't tdc i do we we choreographed a dance called under the tdc that was clever i think thanks it was little mermaid themed (laughs) oh no i came up with the mulan one hot take did you we were on the way to diving practice my freshman year. I, I, I believe it. Don't get me wrong. And I played Make a Man Out of You for Mulan. And you were like, this is such a good song. Oh my God, I haven't heard this in so long. And then we started listening to it a bunch during diving season. And then like a week later, it was like, poof, Mulan themed dance. And then you didn't let me in. <laughs> I think <laughs> that okay, was like, I, my freshman year. <laughs> was that my freshman year though? It was your sophomore year. I mean, and yeah. my freshman year because I was in no, under the TDC. At TDCA, that point, we were friends, though. So I think I talked you still to you. didn't let me into your. I dance. think I talked to you about it, and I'm pretty sure I talked to you about it and was like, "I know you're already getting into other dances. I'm gonna yeah. like that, have that a non-swimmer come like it could have happened. Yeah. Well, I had to do that. so because I was on the swim team, and the swimmers fucking loved TDC naturally mm-hmm. um <laughs> it was always so hard like i would like more than half of the applications for my dances would be swimmers and i would have to be like i i have to try so hard to not let yeah. all my friends in yeah and, like let all the swimmers in and so i would always have to have that conversation every time to be like look i know you're gonna get into other dances i can't do it or i just wouldn't say anything and then it was really awkward like, like the oop. next day i'd be like sorry and i oh yeah <laughs> Bye. But all the yeah, swimmers ended up that doing was, it anyway. So that's true. I did try to pick people who I thought wouldn't get into another one. <laughs> Literally before the before we started recording, Matt was like, "We talk about college so much. Like we shouldn't talk about college." Oh my but God. this is also true that like the way you said that it's true that this was kind of like a, a like a formative queer experience at college really for us. Was. So even though I didn't really realize it at the time, yeah. Thank you, Emma for the poppers <laughs> honestly what like, else happened thank you to all of the people before us who were fearless and yeah. we're just like like made out with this is happening yeah and we're just like you know we're gonna do this, this. is how this is yeah. yeah it was honestly to the point where it was like expected and normal and cool when we got there so we didn't even have to be like is it like kind of weird if i like make out with a yeah. dude on stage i was just like and yes. also Yes, Thank you, Tufts University, for letting it happen. Because it, it was I don't know if it still is allowed to happen, but like clearly this was one of the greatest experiences that we had in college. So uh I hope that you yes. continue to let this happen, at least to some degree. Maybe with a little more regulation. You know, maybe maybe you still even if they staggered the game a little bit, purposes, you know. <laughs> but I mean there there are ways to truly improve it, I think. Like like you were saying if you get to the event and you're sitting in the basement for two hours, like you don't need to be doing that. You could give people another hour at their mid game and then people would drink less quickly. And then there would also be less people in the auditorium. So then there would also be actually, I think that would be so much less fun. It would still be fun. People wouldn't really know what they're missing. I just don't want it to die. I'm like, let me help you craft it so that I can stay. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's so much fun. Um, never underestimate the power of a bright colored crop top, a dance that you don't actually know and mm-hmm. alcohol. Wait, what were the names of yours? Oh my, I actually think I choreographed five dances. <laughs> okay. Well that's became illegal when I was in charge. Yeah. You couldn't do more than two. I wish I had it. It was honestly more fun to not being in them and not having to teach them. That's yes. true. Um, but I did it five times, so clearly I enjoyed it. Um, let's see. I did, I think it was Matt and JP present the country hoedown. Yeah, that I was that my, my freshman f- fall. Yep. 
Because uh, I remember that was the one that I went and took pictures for. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the only one that I'm like, wow, these pictures are really good. This was like the last dance I wanted to be super good. <laughs> oh, I think I did. Okay. Um, I <laughs> mm. did the Huns have invaded TDC, which was Mulan themed, which I did with Calvin. Shout out to Calvin Liang. Love you. Nice um, miss you, Calvin. I did <clears throat> under the TDC my junior year. Hmm. I did. Um, oh, come on. oh my god! It's, it's it was, almost TDC time. Also, wow. And then I did one with Russ. Oh, um, Daddy Claus presents. That's TDC. the one that I was in. Yeah, because I had it. I still. I t- I kept my T-shirt that said Daddy for so long. I still have it. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Wait, I'm actually gonna look on my Facebook because every everyone had a Facebook group. group. I'm actually gonna look at the groups that I'm like a. <laughs> My sophomore an year, of, yeah, which I did, did both do? of mine. I did both of mine with my friend Simone, who was an incredible dancer. So I was like, this will be a great oh, pairing yeah. because she's good at dancing and I'm good at being dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and our sophomore year one was called the barbecue, the roasting of a bad bitch. That and it was like, Nikki, so good. it was Nicki Minaj versus Miley Cyrus because it was like when they got into that beef and then she goes, Hey Miley, what's good? Yeah. And I was like, this, was this so is good. This is the theme. This is it. So that was amazing. I literally Photoshopped our faces onto troll dolls. So let me know. <laughs> let me know. That's, that's the theme. <laughs> um, and then my senior year, <laughs> we, I did it with Simone again. It was my senior spring and we called it ass eaten season. Oh my god! It was <laughs> and I, your dancing was so good. The punchline of it was, I mean, the, like the the premise of it. It was called ass eating season, but the premise of it was when it's really snowy outside and you slip and fall in your ass. Because we we found a meme that was like a mom texting their kid saying it's ass eating season, and the kid was like, "What the fuck, mom?" And she goes, "When you slip and fall in, and like eat ass and like fall on your ass." And the kid was like, "What the fuck, mom? No." Just so like, who told my mom this? <laughs> literally, literally. Oh, so a quick um, update. It was actually called Daddy Claus Presents Mary Litmus. Mary Litmus, that is right. That is yeah, right. So, so I did four. Well, the videos are still on the YouTube channel, so I'm going to put them on the Instagram. Oh. I'm going to go watch those immediately after this. They're, yeah, they're something else. Oh, I fe- Do you still have, do you remember how you made, like, a slide? Yeah. Do, like, do you still have those? Probably. Let's put them on the Instagram, because I found mine. Aaron and Simone present life alert. There's frost on the deck. Life ass eating season. An uh, an ode to clueless moms' butts and New England's extremely long winter. Oh my god. Okay, that is marketing beaut. Like I'm so good. This is what I need to get into. Yes. Wait, I'm sending you the stupid fucking events under the TDC one. I was photoshop. My face is photoshopped onto flounder. Oh my god, the oh songs god. we did, Miss New Booty, Walk It Out, Kiss Kiss by Cancelled Chris Brown. I'm so embarrassed that we did that. <laughs> Better where it's wetter at <laughs> gmail.com. Can you make that like your official email? Oh, Better Where It's Wetter one at gmail.com. Honestly, worth it. Oh my god. And we also have a picture of us pouring. It's me pouring. Oh my god, we are making lake water. Okay. <laughs> you read my now that we spent right. an hour talking about TDC. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, I loved this little trip down memory lane. Wow, that was so much fun. Yeah. Um, we will absolutely do another episode on imposter syndrome soon because that wasn't an episode <laughs> on imposter syndrome um, at all. Yeah, because we feel like imposters talking about imposter syndrome. Doesn't that work out well? Oh, I'm about to finish. This no, I one. feel very, I feel very in place talking about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh my God. The irony of it all. Um, if Sorry you like. guys enjoyed this episode, please like comment, subscribe. I gotta stop saying that. I think I say that every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. We can just end it. We recorded an outro for this reason. You are very right. All right. Love oh, you. actually I have a little, I have a business I want to highlight really, really quickly. It's super fast. Ooh. 
I should have done more research. I don't know if she ships internet or like ships worldwide. She probably does because she has a website. Um, it's called Lucky Criminal Shop. This girl makes some cute ass fucking clothing. Most of it is, um, I think most of it is like one-offs. Uh, her name is Taslim. And I met her at um, Melrose Trading Post in LA. And I bought a pullover and it is one of the cutest things that I own. And it's all very affordable too, which I love because like most handmade LA clothing is like $150 for a sweater. And I got a pullover for like 50 bucks and I like love it. And I'm like, that is incredible. And I, no, it wasn't a hoodie. It was like a a crew neck, a crew neck. Oh, crew neck. Um, I was actually posted on it recently. Is that a regional term crew neck? Look how cute that is. Oh, I saw that earlier. I do really like that. It's um, is, so cute. Is crew neck a regional term? Well, because I had like a like a mentor through the like LGBT bar in Atlanta, whatever, my first year, and I we were like having brunch one time, and I said crew neck, and he was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "You know the sweaters mm. with the they don't have a hood or anything, just like a normal line neck." I think it's a common term across the country. Maybe some people just don't use it. Maybe. Okay. So maybe well, it is that us... regional. Maybe yeah. that is the definition of regional. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let us All know right. if crew neck is a regional term. All right. See yeah. you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Queer in the Air. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Aaron. We would absolutely love for you to take the time to write a review of our podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. And please remember to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on. If you want to keep up with us or keep us in check, you can find us on our social media. You can find me at Maddie Roar. You can find me everywhere, Aaron Idelson. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Queering the Air Pod. If you'd like to reach us by email, you can find us at QueeringTheAirPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much to all of our guests and listeners. We appreciate you all lots. New episodes of Queering the Air are released every single Tuesday. Our podcast music is All For Me by Swift, provided from Epidemic Sound. All views expressed in the podcast are our own. As always, if you want to keep us in check or continue the conversation, feel free to DM us on our social media or email us. Bye.